Welcome to the Church of Philadelphia podcast. Get ready for this message to ignite your faith as the power and love of God is shared through his word. Amen. Amen. Well, if you have your Bibles, come with me. We're going to flip over to the book of Psalms, Psalms chapter 100, Psalms chapter 100, and we're going to land a perfect 10 on verse number one. If you can indulge me, but let's honor God. Let's please stand for the reading of God's holy word. And here begins the reading of God's word, Psalms 100, starting at verse number one. It says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that have made us and not we ourselves we are his people and the sheep of his passion enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise be thankful unto him and bless his name for the lord is good his mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations amen you could be seated in the presence of our living god bless god for this word on this morning amen and as we're pushing through with our current sermon series we've been talking about encounter we've been talking about encounter and now we move into the portion of the services where we're talking about encounter, right? The different phases or the, the phases of prayer, the faces of prayer, not phases, the faces, the faces of prayer, denoting the different types of praise. Praise can look very, very, very different, right? And so I, I appreciate uh, what Minister Ketsia did up in Jersey. She gave us some of the expressions of praise. And we thank God for Pastor Ivan delivering the powerful resurrection word on last Sunday. Thank God for that word right there. And as we talked about the Lamb of God. Amen. And so this is why we praise the Lamb of God. And so we're going to see different expressions of praise even as we get into the word on this morning. Amen. And so as we're in the book of Psalms, right, if you like me, it's one of your go-to books when you're trying to find comfort, when you've been dealing with some discomfort in life, some dis-ease in life, when you've been dealing with trouble, some pain, some heartbreak, heartache, all of these different things, you might find yourself going to the book of Psalms, right, to find a little bit of comfort, right? And when you think about the book of Psalms, Various writers have compiled the book of Psalms, writers like Moses and David and Hezekiah and the sons of Korah, where they compile together different or various messages throughout the book of Psalms, right? And when you think about the book of Psalms, the central theme of the book talks about praise and it talks about that of worship, right? So so in this, we, we find how David, what I like about this, it's in the book of Psalms, you see writers like David, when David is expressing he, he what God does, he allows David to actually speak, you know, from from the realm of his emotions without being judged or without being looked at in a judgmental manner or without being looked at or viewed as being crazy. David would say things like, God, I want you to grind my enemies up like dust. You know, he he, he, he spoke the for real, for real thing that was in the depth of his heart. And he spoke it to God. And God gave him space and liberty to actually speak these things where he can actually be free. And so, because guess what? If you don't speak that truth that's on the inside of you, you can never actually find comfort, right? So the thing is true it's the truth that you know that makes you free and when you're not free you're not comfortable I know nobody want to tell the truth but when you're not free you're just really not comfortable so when you come to the book of Psalms right we're coming to find comfort through praise and through worship right and so that's the theme of the book and now what we're going to be talking about on this morning we're going to be talking about praise break right as what encountering the faces of praise we're going to be talking about praise break praise break right and for most of us when we hear the term praise break we oftentimes think uh you know that uh that that little dance before the lord right i had to give him a little dance you know or my little finger that you understand what i'm saying the praise break in that nature right but i want to give you a different view of praise break right now don't forget about that Keep that in mind when you talk about praise break, but I'm going to give you something else to build upon that, right? So when we think about praise, right, praise is simply defined as this right here. Praise is defined as it is the expression of approval or admiration for someone or something. The expression of approval or admiration of someone or something. So in a simple form or simple or simpler definition, praise can be uh, defined as celebration, right? So when we talk about praising God we're merely saying to celebrate God right and when you think about celebration celebration is praise and honor that is done in a public manner that's that's giving praise and that's honoring an individual the individual that we're talking about it is God so praising and honoring God in the public means to celebrate God right 
Now, I got some visual cues to kind of help you, right? Now, y'all know when you think about fanatics and different things when you go to games, right? But before you go to a game, most of us kind of look like this right here, right? Uh, you know, you know, this, this, this is the norm of you when you're not necessarily giving God praise, when you haven't had that praise break, per se, when, when you're not dancing before the Lord. You, you understand what I'm saying? This is most of us right here. You cool, calm, and collected. You got everything in together. Everything is in its place. All your hair is in its proper place. Your makeup is not running down your face. You don't have no holy lather going on. You feeling real good about yourself. You're looking really, really, really good because your collar's not turned upside down. Your shirt is not scrunched up. Got wrinkle marks because you were laying on the floor. None of that stuff right there. You pose you all together. You understand what I'm saying? But, but, but there is that side of us when we get to a place where we really want to celebrate God and like we said, celebration, the simplistic definition of praise is talking about to praise and to honor God in the public. This is what some of us look like and this is what we need to be on a consistent basis, right? So check out this next visual cue right here. Y'all know, y'all see them at the games where they just come outside of their normal self, come outside of their norm, right? They put on all type of costumes, you know what I mean? To accentuate, you know, what it is that they're trying to do when they go to these different games and stuff, right? To, 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 to basically just hype up their fanatic look, right? So they'll put the face paint on, they'll put on all type of uh, 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 clothing and jewelry, all of these different things to show that they are a super fan or a fanatic, right? And like we say, this is simply praise, right? It's just not praise unto the Most High God, but it is praise because they're praising or they're celebrating or they're honoring publicly their team, right? Uh, the team that gets their approval, right? And remember, we talked about praise is the expression of approval. So their team is getting their expression of approval, right? And so you'll hear me say expressions of praise or expressions of verse when I talk through this uh, message on this morning. All I'm simply talking about when I say the expressions of praise, I'm talking about the types of praises, right? Uh, the various types of praises or forms of praise, right? So understand. Those fanatics are giving uh, the expression of approval to their team or they're showing their admiration for their team, right? And that's what simply praise actually means. Now, when we go back to the word and we say praise break, we gave you what praise actually means. Break is defined as this right here. It's a pause in work or doing an activity or event. Right. That's definition number one. But definition number two talks about an interruption. It's to interrupt a sequence, a course or a continuous state. Right now, when you think about it, when you go back to praise break and we talk about the dance, right, the dance, the dance, the dance, the dance. Think about it. Most of us were actually dancing. Right. Because we had a pause. We, we, we paused to give God a reason or we pause to admire God or we pause to show God we approve of who he is or we pause to show God that we approve of what he has done. So when we give that praise break, that dancing element, we're, we're pausing to show God that I, I, I'm in approval of who you are and I'm in approval of what you have done. I am admiring you and I'm admiring the things that you have done, right? And so when you think about this whole breaking piece, right, because there are times you have to break away from what has been going on, the things that you might have been fought with, right, because uh, there are some things in life that will come to try you, that your life will throw you curveball, the enemy will show enough come up against you, and, and, and every now and then you need a break from these things. Well, understand, praise break allows you a break from all of these things, right? So hence the term praise break, yeah, it's that dancing element, but then there is that interruption, there is that interruption, like we say, a sequence of events that have not been favorable in your life or a course of action that the enemy has come to come against you or to attack you where God interrupts it by way of your praise break. So what I'm simply saying, when you're dancing or when you're giving God the hallelujah, expressing to God, you know, with a thank you, Jesus, or I bless your name or God, you're good or God, I, 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 you're wonderful. All of these different things right here, it is causing an interruption. Corruption of once was a continuous state of, of feeling low, of feeling heavy, of feeling depressed, of feeling beat down, feeling beat back by the enemy, a continuous state of wanting to give up, throwing the towel, wanting to give in. Notice what your praise actually does for you. Now, it, it, it gets interesting right here, right? When you talk about 
praise when you look at the word praise because i like words and, and and i found out that the word raise is actually inside the word praise right and 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 the word raise is defined simply as this it means to lift or move to a higher position or level so when i'm actually praising god you, you understand i'm actually lifting or moving myself my thought process my emotions my soulish man my spiritual man i'm actually changing the atmosphere of my environment i'm causing the atmosphere of my environment to now shift right i need the atmosphere to actually shift so that i can see you know the evidence is all around that god has now came into the room god is close god is near he's present right so think about when you're actually praising god so 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 to praise god or to give god praise is when i'm actually raising god now notice i can't make god bigger than what he already is right because the scripture talks about oh magnify the lord and when we talk about magnify of course you think of something like a magnifying glass that enlarges the images i cannot make god any bigger than he already is but what i can do when I say I am lifting God, I can lift God above my situation. I can lift God above the circumstance. I can lift God above the problem or the situation, that thing that has been trying me, that thing that has been fighting me. I can actually lift God above that right there. Rather than having my eyes and my heart fixed upon those things, I can, I can now begin to fix my eyes and fix my heart upon God. And in me fixing my eyes and heart upon God, I can now raise my praise. And in me raising my praise, I can now let God be lifted higher than the thing that has come to trouble me. So understand, there was a raising in your praise. Because understand, even when the enemy is trying to get you down, when the enemy is trying to cause you to feel heavy, when the enemy is trying to cause you to feel depressed, listen, when you praise God, you are causing yourself to be raised or you're causing yourself to be lifted up as you're lifting God above that thing that has come to trouble you. So when we talk about this praise break, like we said, praise, we gave you the definition, break is defined as it's a pause in work. Or during an activity. It's an interruption in a sequence, a course, or a continuous state. Right? And we found out that raise is actually housed inside of the word praise. So that when we actually give God praise, we're raising up ourselves, causing ourselves to be lifted. We're causing an atmosphere to be lifted or changed as we lift God higher than the situation or the thing that has come to trouble us or the thing that has come to fight us. Now, when we go into Psalms 100, and what you got to understand about Psalms 100, it is the, declared or is defined as a psalm of praise. And, and, and by it being def described or defined as a psalm of praise, right, this, 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 this praise or, 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 or this psalm that is described as a psalm of praise, it is talking about a toda, a psalm of toda, right? And toda is, it is the lifting of hands while you're confessing admirable things about God, while you're using words of admiration towards God, right? I'm, I'm lifting up my hands, but at the same time, I'm confessing admirable words about God right my confession is full of admiration towards God while I lift my hand this is a, a psalm of, of, of praise or a psalm of toda right in the direction of God so now when when we get into this and, and this is where it got interesting for me right because the scripture verse number one says make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands right and and when you think about make the first word make make is defined as to carry out to perform or produce a specified action movement or sound right now and when you think about praise praise could actually be a specified action when you think about praise, praise can actually be a movement. When you think about praise, praise can actually denote a sound, right? So, so, so understand, it says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. All ye lands is, is pointing to everybody. It is pointing to every in, in, in individual in the earth realm. And it's saying make a joyful noise unto the Lord, right? And see, this is the thing. When you talk about a joyful noise, notice that a joyful is full of joy, not full of anger, not full of bitterness, not full of resentment, not full of depression, not full of hopelessness, yeah, but it's, it's full of joy. 
This is the this is the sound that God wants to hear, a sound or a noise that's full of joy, right? And so this is what he said. He said, "Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands." Now, when you talk about this this noise, noise is defined as to shout for joy or to shout in triumph, to shout for joy or to shout. And triumph. So when I'm giving God praise and I make this joyful noise, this noise that is full of joy, it is indeed what it's a shout, a shout that's full of joy, or it is a shout of triumph, meaning I have just triumphed over my enemies. That's reason to give God praise, right? And that's where we say, let God be praised because God has allowed me to be victorious over my enemy. That's that's a real good reason to bless his wonderful name because uh, in, in him going to to fight my battle and him going to win my battle and he lets me claim the victory that's a real good place to give God praise right because if he's victorious that means I'm victorious so I can make a joyful noise or this triumphant sound that comes from me can be full of joy because I have the victory because of the vic uh, the champion or the victorious one that being God so it says make a joyful noise unto the Lord right now, when when you think about this, this making a, a joyful noise, right? We, we said noise, it, it means to shout for joy or to shout in triumph, right? But one of the interesting things that I found out, noise is also interpreted as mar, right? And, and think about this word mar. You may be familiar with this word mar when you go to the book of Jeremiah, chapter number 18, when it talks about how the clay was marred in the hand of the potter. It was broken in the hand of the potter. So what, what it's saying is your praise has the ability to break things. I wish I had some help right there. So this is where the term comes from when we talk about praise break. Well, yeah, yeah, it's all good that you dance before the Lord and, and that man, and when you talk about a praise break right there and you just run around the church and you just run with your hands lifted and, and you leap it for joy and you send hallelujah you send bless your wonderful name but understand what your praise is capable of your praise is capable of, of breaking things right so understand noise means mar mar is defined as something that spoils the appearance or completeness of a thing so so understand as we talked about when we go back to something like break right break because mar and break synonymous Two words that mean the same thing, right? Uh, 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 break is in a pause in work or during an activity or event. So when I praise, because guess what? When the enemy is putting in work to tear me down, when the enemy is putting in work to try to destroy, when the enemy is putting in work to try to destroy, kill when the enemy is putting in work to try to steal your peace your joy you know the fruit of your labor listen what when you begin to bless God when you begin to praise God it breaks or causes there to be a pause in the work that the enemy was coming against you with so that activity that is coming from the kingdom of darkness that's happening in the realm of the spirit that's coming up against you no you may not see everything but let's be honest there were some things that you showed enough feel there were some things that you show have experienced there were some things that you show have encountered and experienced even though you might not have saw everything or everyone that the kingdom of darkness sent your way but listen you felt that so you knew the attack of the enemy was real Right. And if we're being completely honest, when some of those attacks come, they come in such an aggressive manner that, that it becomes difficult for you to give God praise. Oh, I, I wish I had somebody who understood what I'm talking about. No, that doesn't mean you don't love God. We know you love God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You full of faith. Yes, 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 yeah. You are a worshiper at heart. You're a bona fide praiser. But there were sometimes there was such an aggressive attack. Listen, that thing will back you up to you. You trying to search and say, where did my praise go? I, I, I can't hardly find my praise. You, you understand? You looking for somebody to help you right this is where you need somebody else hallelujah you understand what i'm saying because there's nothing like somebody else saying hallelujah in, in close proximity to you that stirs you up you say and you begin to remember oh because you feel something their praise begins to quicken something on the inside of you and you remember you have reason to bless his wonderful name so understand talking about this break then it talks about to interrupt a sequence See, see, when, when, when you just think about a sequence of events, I'm talking about things that is happening back, 
to back to back to back to back to back and seem like I can't find a break doesn't look like a break is nowhere in sight you understand I told God I'm tired I threw him the towel and God threw it back you understand what I'm saying because of this sequence of events you know what I mean and a lot of times we, we, we think this is just coming from the enemy but there was sometimes that the trials come from the enemy but the tests are coming from God and tests can feel and look just like trials right but God want to know what would your response be when the tests come and just like in like manner what will your response be when the trial comes from the enemy will you have a praise or will you shut your praise down will you lose your praise will it become difficult for you to give God praise right no your praise causes an interruption in the sequence of events or this course right or I like to call it a course of action that the enemy is taking out against you your praise interrupts the action that the enemy is coming with you towards you with right and then but there were some of us you've been in a continuous state of just being broke <laughs> y'all ain't gonna tell you're not gonna help me right there you know we're not preachers who talk about money like that but every now and then you know somebody and you show sure them can relate to what it being in a continuous state listen i've been in the red i've had more month than i had money lord i need some help jesus you got to help me right here god i can't make sense of this thing called a budget right i'm trying to get my budget to be a buddy and this thing is unfriended to me right now you understand what i'm saying like listen i'm trying to be friends with benjamin yeah but listen i i i, I abraham and i'm not talking about abraham that foe it's the abraham him that's brown like me you, you understand like i don't want to be friends with him on a consistent basis we're trying to but understand trying to interrupt these things and 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 nothing interrupts a continuous state like a praise a praise because again tomorrow means breaking right it's something that spoils the appearance something that spoils the appearance <laughs> appearance what you look like and we're saying the faces of praise denoting the types of praise so what do you look like right now at this moment in your life and i know some of you you think you got it real good right now you got it going on your hair as long as it's ever been your your makeup is on point your eyelashes are on point you you understand what i'm saying your shoes is tight your attire is tight all of that stuff you're making the most money you've ever made in your life but you haven't noticed your praise has gone down there were some people making the most money they've ever made in their entire life and they don't have a praise. And that's think about it. We say we praise God for what he has done. And the, and, and the fact that I'm saying you're making more money than you ever had in your entire life. God did that. You know, it's not your intelligence. It's not your wherewithal. When you went into the interview process. No, that was not you. That was the favor of God. That was the hand of God. God did that. So if God did it, this is reason to give God praise. Now, that's you know how crazy that sounds to be making the most money you've ever made in your entire life and your praise has gone down. Your praise is, 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 is absent. It used to be a time I'm talking about. I can go back almost about 15 years. You, you understand what I'm saying? And this is what's wrong with the church now. The saints are too sophisticated now. You, you understand? Their mind and their priorities are different from the things of God. They're focusing their attention on everything but God. Everything but the purpose of God. Everything but the will of God. Everything but the word of God, right? It's just like the, the, the visual cue that we showed you, the fanatics. They're fanatics of everything but God. <laughs> Listen, imagine what the church would be like if we had saints coming in church like this here. Oh, because nowadays at basketball games and football games, you they, 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 they got what they call the chain now, the chain game. They got the emblem of their team, you know, on a thick gold chain around their neck. And if a person scores a touchdown, that person who ever scored a touchdown, they get to wear that chain. You understand what I'm saying? Imagine if you came to church, we had a bunch of saints coming to church with, with the thick chain and Bibles on that joint. Oh, y'all not going to talk to me right there. Imagine if they came with the chain on it, it had Toda on it or it had Tahila or have blessed his wonderful name or, or he's great or or Yahweh or Adonai or Yeshua come on imagine if the saints came to church and and they sold out like this here they got gave God praise like this here because notice in this praise rate we're looking at this visual cue to, to to be a fanatic meaning you have broke out your normal 
that thing that is your norm, your normal way of life, how you just go to work and how you are at home. But when you go to the game and you get around other fanatics, you come out your normal self and you begin to just celebrate. You praise and you honor publicly, showing your admiration and giving your approval for your actual team. Imagine if the body of Christ came and they publicly praise and honor God came outside themselves uh, and showing God that I approve of who you are. I approve of what you're doing. You have all of my admiration, God. I adore you and I admire you, God. Imagine if the church was full of people like this. <laughs> you, you understand, instead of having face paint, you understand, you got tear stains. Oh, because he's just that good. It, it, imagine not having helmets on your head, but your hair all out of place because you've been rolling, you've been dancing with him. And you got a holy lather going on. You sweat all up and down your back. You understand what I'm saying? Sweat running down your face. And you don't even care what you look like because uh, I approve of him and I approve of what he's doing. And I understand that he's worthy of my praise. See, we're talking about a praise break. It interrupts me from acting normal. <laughs> it interrupts me from acting sophisticated. It interrupts me from acting like I'm too cute or too good to give God praise. Uh, see, this is why every now and then you got to just, 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 we call it a deep moment. Drop everything and praise God. Uh, for no apparent reason other than God is good. I'm just going to drop everything and bless his wonderful name. Uh, there used to be a time where we go back some, what, 13, 14 years ago. We didn't have to have a reason other than God was good. I'm talking about right there at the red light. Looking crazy. But you know what? We said, listen, it's time to get undignified. We would jump out at the red light and run around the car and dance right there. Folk looking at us like we done lost our mind. But you know we say he's worthy of the prayer. Some people will start honking their horn because they understood what we were doing. Oh, they blessing him. He's a worthy God. The fact that they jumped out to their car right here at the red lights in front of the cameras up in all this, in front of everybody else. Listen, it doesn't matter because he's just that worthy. Yeah, to look a fool. Yes, 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 yeah. An undignified praise. Yeah, I'm willing to look crazy to bless his wonderful name because he's that good. This is what we're saying when we're talking about a praise break it mars the sequence of events it mars the course of action or it mars this continuous state that the enemy has had you in this is what a praise can do for your life it breaks up the atmosphere that has been tainted in your home mm. can we talk about that some folk are living with tainted atmospheres in their home and this why you can't get no breakthrough. You don't have no word plan. There is no prayer going for. Surely ain't no praise going for. So we know if there's no praise, if there's no prayer, there is no worship, right? So we know you got a tainted atmosphere, right? So how would you expect God to come and dwell in a tainted atmosphere? But this is why you got to bless his wonderful name. This is why you got to praise God because your praise is going to break up that taint, that filth that has been collecting in the atmosphere so it can begin to purge this atmosphere. So that the atmosphere can become conducive so the Holy Spirit can now come rest about and rule in that place. Come on, somebody. Understand why you have got to praise God. You got to get yourself back to praising God. And, 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 and like David, some days you got to encourage yourself. Oh, if I'm being honest, there are some days I got to encourage myself. Because some days I'm so physically tired. I'm so physically drained. I'm mentally drained. I'm emotionally drained. I don't feel like giving God praise. Now, it doesn't mean that God is not worthy because we understand and we know that God is worthy. I'm just being honest. There are some days that physically mentally emotionally i'm so drained i'm so tired i don't feel like giving god praise oh but then something reminds me i'm quickened by the holy ghost and, and i'm reminded of something god has done even when we talk about this encounter series right i think about the times that i've encountered god <laughs> and, and i'm reminded and i'm quickened in my spirit and i begin to bless his wonderful name and i say god you be praised oh i say god i bless your wonderful name i say god i exalt you oh. see they don't say that in the church no more i exalt thee Oh, church is silent on that right there because everybody else trying to be exalted. That's still in my mouth, though, because I want God to be exalted. I tell him, I exalt you, God. 
I say, I extol you, God. I lift you up, God. I magnify your name, God. I glorify you, God. I bless your wonderful name, God. I tell him who he is. You got to understand because he's worthy. I'm ascribing worth to who God is. Come on, you got to break up that monotony. You got to break up that routine that you've been accustomed to living to. Only one to bless God when you feel like God has blessed you or you think God has done something good for you. No, you got to bless God when you don't think he's done nothing good. Because guess what? He's good at all times. You know how the old folks say, God is good? Hey, right here in the studio all the time and all the time God is good. That's all right. That's all right. Go ahead and help me preach it. God is good all the time and all the time God is good. That's all right. See, when the word gets hold of you, when the spirit of God grabs you, can't help but say who he is. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. We can edit that out. But, but, but he's good all the time. That's what you got to understand. And all the time God is good. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if life is not good or the situation is not good or the problem is not good. God is still good. Lord, have mercy. Help us right here. Holy Ghost. He said, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Right. And then he tells us, he says, serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. Coming before his presence with singing. Serve the Lord with gladness. See, that's the problem right there. Right. Folk want titles and not towels. And, and Jesus was the ultimate servant. Right. He said, I came to serve, not to be served. Uh, he wrapped the towel around his waist and he bent down and he washed the feet of his disciples. If we had more believers in the body of Christ who will pick up a tower and not a title oh imagine what type of production the kingdom of God will have here in the earth realm if we had some servants right some ministers because we we say serve we're sent to minister when we're sent to minister we're sent to serve right two words that are synonymous from serving and ministering oh but we got people who are serving their own agenda you look the part you play the part Mm hmm. But you're not serving. When we look at your servanthood, we don't see. Oh, all we got to do is start examining your serving. And some of y'all are be in trouble. Because, you know, folk quick to talk about they, they, they think they should be elevated. Huh? But where is your serving? Remember when the disciples after Jesus getting ready to get up out of here at the Last Supper? They begin to talk about, well, who's going to betray you? And the conversation quickly shifted. Who's going to be the greatest after he leave? What kind of foolishness? Your master's getting ready to leave. And for, for a bit of 30 seconds, we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. And after 30 seconds, who's going to be the greatest? Who's going to take over? Who's going to be the next leader? Titles. Oh, get you a towel. It says, serve the Lord with gladness. And see, right there, that's the problem in the church. You can't find anybody serving or they glad to serve. Lord, have mercy. Uh, see, see, we, it, look, look at it like this here. We don't hire cleaning crews within this ministry. As leaders, we serve. We clean the house of God. We take care of the house of God. Not just the spiritual aspect, but the natural elements and the natural components as well. So you know what? It's not just because I know how to pray. I can get a prayer through. I praise. I worship. I know how to break open the word of truth, rightly dividing it. No. I washed and cleaned toilet bowls. Lord have mercy. Now nobody gonna help me right there. I mopped the floor, y'all. I swept the floor, y'all. I moved the chairs in the sanctuary and I vacuumed there. You know, after I got up from the altar, stirring the fire at the altar, guess what? I had to go and move some chairs and vacuum. I had to pick up trash on the outside in the parking lot, right? I served. And I did it with gladness because I understood if I take care of God's house, God will take care of my house, right? Oh, that's a principle that still holds true to my heart. If I take care of God's house, God will take care of my house. Serve the Lord with gladness. He says, come before his presence. See, here is the encounter. 
Right? When we talk about encounter, encounter is defined simply as this right here. It is, it is talking about that face-to-face -face meeting, right? Uh, 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 or to meet as an adversary or enemy to engage in conflict with, right? Or to come upon face-to-face -face or have a pleasant meeting, a pleasant encounter. Or to come upon or experience especially unexpectedly encounter difficulties to meet especially by chance. So when he's saying come into the presence, he's saying, okay, listen, serving with gladness will give you an opportunity to come into my presence. Serving with gladness will give you an opportunity to encounter this God that we talk about. And see, when was the last time you had an encounter? For most of y'all, you keep going back to when you first got saved, right? You haven't had any fresh encounters. The proof is all you got to do is look out through Scripture, right? Anytime anyone had an encounter with God, I'm talking about to the point when you're going to look at times Jesus healed blind people and lepers. And he said, listen, don't tell nobody what I just did. Do you understand some of them folk went in direct rebellion to what he said? Why? Because they had an encounter. The encounter was so powerful that they rebelled against what the Messiah had told them. Don't go and tell nobody what I just did. And see, anytime you see an individual having an encounter with God, they immediately go and speak about it. So the telltale sign that you had an encounter with God, nobody won't have to initiate that conversation all on your own. You'll begin to talk about your encounter with God. You'll begin to talk about what God said to you how God came and moved how God came and presented himself how God came and spoke to you how God showed up and showed out so paying attention to your conversation because you don't talk about this we know you're not having no encounters <laughs> and isn't that funny because what I've learned this funny thing about God whenever God gives a, a right now word which he's been talking about encounter encountering him also encountering his word anytime God gives a word and we're preaching and teaching about this word there should be manifestation of what we're preaching and teaching about now shame on you if you're not doing what's necessary we started with the first component prayer <laughs> It's shame on you if you have not had an encounter through prayer. And now we move into the second phase talking about encounter through praise. Huh. So, 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 so you mean to tell me God is speaking a right now word talking about encounter and you've yet to have an encounter and we're now in the second quarter of the year. That's a problem. One, it shows us your prayer life is not on point. Oh, you don't want to talk about that. You don't want to. Because what I found out about this sermon series is going to expose where you are. Because to have an encounter means to come face to face with God. And to come face to face with God, God has to look at you for who you are and where you are and what you're doing. Oh, yeah. So it exposes your prayer life. And it's now that we move to the element of prayer, it is about to expose where your prayer life is, and your praise life is, I should say. Hmm. So for most of y'all, we see you only bless God when you feel like God has answered a prayer that you really, 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 really wanted or needed. All right, for most of y'all, that promotion, that raise, you got that apartment, you got that house. And, and this is my thing. I said it before and I said it again. Most of us are ascribing our houses. You know, God did that. Did he really? Did, did, did he really? If God did it, why is his presence not in what he did? Because, you know, when I found out, all you got to do is discipline yourself. Stop spending all your money every now and again. And just get that little credit score up to a, what, about a 650 and you can get a house. Now, when, 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 when you got the house and you can't explain everything saying about your credit score, about your money, it, it's, it's totally contradictory towards you. That might be God. But one of the telltale signs, if God did it, his presence is going to be there. See, you can't come and let me tell you how you know God gave him a house. Like the scripture said, you ought to be giving up hospitality to the saints. I have opened my door to people. 
Oh, when you come into my house, the word is playing in my house. When you come into my house, prayer goes forth to my house. When you come into my house, praise at any moment can break out in my house. When you come into my house, worship at any moment can break out into my house. The spirit of God abides in my house. I'm talking about when me and my wife does not have it, when we have more month than money, I've seen him do it. Because I told God, this is your house. This is your house. Yes, he gives us opportunity to make decisions pertaining to the house. But the house is ruled and governed by the spirit of God. Every decision we make, it is in alignment with the principles of the word of God. I don't go outside of the word of God. So, yes, my children are not perfect. They're teenagers. They have tried to sneak in playing some sex. And I'd be like, the devil is a, oh, you better, you better stop. You, hey, don't you usher nothing else up in here. No, because I don't want nobody to think I got perfect children. I don't. They, they normal teenagers. Oh, yeah. And girls at that. Uh, I have to stay on my tippy toes with them. Not tip. Some of y'all get the bite on tip. I got to stay on my tippy toes. My wife have to come behind me and help hold me up. Get a little higher, brother. <laughs> then with these girls, you, uh-uh, you got to get a little higher, brother. You're you not seeing everything. You, you, oh, sneaky. You got to understand. Sneaky, 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 sneaky. But they're just like me and the mama. But I be trying to tell them, I say, you're not a good sneakerer. You're not a good sneakerer. So you need to stop. Right, <laughs> uh, but you know, as the Bible tells you, now each generation becomes wickeder. Getting wicked, but 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 I heard my mother-in-law say, my mother-in-love said, she said, listen, the Bible does say that she said, but I, I think they also getting weaker, as they getting wickeder. They're getting wiser, but they're also getting weaker. No kind of discipline, no kind of stamina, no kind of endurance. Lord, I, 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 I used to remember an apostle was saying it when I was a little bit young. He'd be like, Lord, they don't make women the way they used to. Lord, now nah, I'm saying that. Jesus, they do not make women. The, they do not make men the same way. Like something has happened, God, in this creative process. Like, like the men are weaker now, Jesus. What are we, what are we doing? Like, like, what are we, oh, Jesus Christ. Can't take nothing. Can't, can't take nothing. And it's a problem. It's a problem. He said, listen, the Lord is, uh, uh, oh, Lord, I'm going to change my scripture, Jesus. He said, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing, right? Come before his presence with his singing, right? Now, again, we told you this presence denotes an encounter face to face, right? Singing also talks about what? It means to shout for joy or joyful singing. When we're talking about singing, come. Encounter God with singing. Come, encounter with God, shouting with joy. Let your shout, let your praise be full of joy when you come into the presence of God. He then says what? No, know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that have made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his passion. No, no is defined as have developed meaning it's, it's, it's you have developed a relationship with God, meaning you're familiar with God and God is familiar with you. Notice what I said because it's important. You are familiar with God and God is familiar with you. That is what relationship is. The two people that are involved in a relationship are familiar with one another. Now, there are some people you hear them say, Yeah, I know God. What they're really saying is, I'm familiar with God. But the question that needs to be posed or asked is, is God familiar with you? Because to know God is to be in relationship with God means that the two people involved in this relationship are familiar with one another. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And, and, and I, I don't believe that God is familiar with, with, with most people, how they claim to be familiar with God. Because nowadays everybody, oh, I know God. We, we got to come back to saying Name your God. What God are you talking about? You understand? Because you can't be talking about, yes, you are. 
You, you can't be talking about Jehovah. You can't be talking about Yahweh. No, 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 no. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that have made us. He made you. Why are you claiming to be a self-made man? <laughs> uh, we're laughing at you, bruh, bruh. We're laughing at you. Why are you claiming to be a self-made man? Listen, you got to understand. No, because you know when God is made, because listen, it's going to be put together, put together right. It's going to move in excellence. It'll strive for perfection. Even though it may miss perfection, it's going to fall on excellence. It's going to have honor attached to it. Oh, so see, self-made men and self-made women, there is no honor. And when there is an absence of honor, notice there is going to be an absence of God. God hand is not upon that. God did not mold that. God did not make that. But the scripture said it is he that have made us. And you got to understand God is trying to make you, fashion you, mold you into what he needs you to be. See, we understand you have an idea of what you want to be. You have an idea of what you want God should want you to be. But notice what I said. God wants to shape, mold you, fashion you into what he needs you to be. There's a difference between need and want. Need and wants. And most of us are caught up on wants. Some of your wants you might not ever get. But your need, scripture tells you he will supply every last one of your needs according to his riches and glory. And needs, it's not necessarily talking about things that deal with money. Because God is rich in mercy. God is rich in favor. God is rich in, 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 in wealth, in health, in love. Right? Rich in presence. Just denoting when we say rich, we're talking about an abundance of. It's plenty of, you know, ever have to worry about God running out of peace, running out of forgiveness. So when you are in need of peace, in need of forgiveness, he will supply according to that need, according to his riches and glory through his son, Jesus Christ. But a lot of times when people hear that and they hear the word riches, they automatically interpret that to mean money. No, 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 no. So God wants to make you into what he needs you to be. Right. So he says, no, know you that the Lord, he is God. It is he that have made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his. You are his. You belong to him. You belong to him. There's no way around it. You belong to him. And you're the sheep of his pasture. Now, I, 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 it escapes me in this moment. But all the time, you know, and when I say escapes, it, it escapes me somebody. I, I, I can recall a conversation talking about sheep. Right. And most of us, the scripture liken us to sheep. And most of us, when we talk about sheep, we describe sheep as being dumb animals. Right. But it escapes me who said it. But remembering the conversation, you have to think, is a sheep really that dumb? If they're able to distinguish the voice of the shepherd from every other voice. And now I know you may say dumb in the sense of speaking per se but most of us when we say dumb we use dumb in the context of intelligence right and when you think sheep you do not think a sheep is an intelligent animal because most of them they just run after the first one that runs they just follow they're hurting they just follow so so if the first one run even if you about to run off of a cliff and this is why you have to have a shepherd because they'll do that they'll, they don't have enough sense to say okay this is about to lead me to my death if the first one goes over accidentally, the rest of them are just going to follow behind him because that naturally ingrained on the inside of him is, is something tells them to follow. But on the flip side, they're not that dumb if they're able to distinguish a voice out of all the different voices in the world. So listen, sheep, you're his. You're his, right? It says now, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into his gates. And remember, we've been talking about, you know, this heavenly tabernacle. The gates are symbolic for prayer. Prayer opens things up. It allows you to now move to the next level or to the next space, that being the courts. 
And so he's telling you how you're supposed to come into the courts, right? He said, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Now, what's interesting, when you look at these words right here, thanksgiving, praise, when you look at thankful, and when you look at blessed, these are all different expressions of praise. Thanksgiving is toda, which is lifting the hands and confessing admirable words or admiration for God. Right. So when I enter into his gates, I'm entering, lifting my hands and I'm confessing my admiration about God. Then he says and into his courts with praise when I move to the next space or to the next level, which is courts of praise. Because because gates are symbolic for prayer. Courts are symbolic for praise. The most holy place is symbolic for worship. He's telling you what your response or what your action should be when you get into the courts. Praise. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into his courts with praise. Right. Now, this word praise is this Hebraic word is tehila, which means to sing, sing with words of adoration for God I'm singing with words that is letting God know I adore you God so when I move from the gates with my hands lifted confessing words you know of admiration for God admiration now I'm moving to the courts singing words of adoration letting God know I adore him this is where when you adore somebody, this is where, you know, you want to start getting close to the person. This is where you want to start blowing God kisses and stuff like the scripture talks about. And they blew God a kiss. Oh, so y'all, you know how you do when you courting somebody. I just gave my age. Lord have mercy. <laughs> yeah, when you, when you, you know, when you, uh, I don't know what the, the new term is today. I don't know what the new term is. Court somebody, you know, when you're trying to date somebody, you understand when you're interested in somebody. When somebody has your attention, you understand, and, 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 and y'all kind of familiar with one another. Y'all, y'all haven't touched nobody yet. You, you, you haven't started touching yet. It's, it's when you get to this adoration stage that you want to start touching. In the, in the place of in the place of this first stage, you just admire people. Yeah, I can admire you from a distance, but when I get closer, I begin to adore you, and it's in this adoration phase that I want to reach out and touch you. Oh, tell somebody, don't touch, don't you touch, single lady, don't you touch, single man. Keep your hands off. That's God's property. He just told you in the prior verse that you were His. Holiness is still right. Holiness unto the Lord, don't you touch. Back up fornication. Back up lust of the eye and lust of the flesh and pride of life. No, no, no. So he says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. That's the healer. And he says, we pray, be thankful unto him. Thankful is the word of yada. Yada means in the Hebrew, it says, okay, now. Give thanks. While I'm in these courts, right, I'm, I'm, I'm doing what? I'm, I'm singing with words of adoration unto God. And I'm also giving thanks. You know, I'm singing in a manner that shows God that I adore him. Then I just start telling God, thank you. Thank you. Because this is what we're saying. When you pray, whatever you prayed about. There is an expectation, there is a faith that arrives in you that I believe God is going to do what I just talked to him about. And because I believe God is going to do what I just spoke to him about, when I move to the next place or the next space, which is praise, I start thanking God for what I just talked to him about. Right? So now, this is where... I begin to praise God. I begin to bless God, right? And it says, okay, be thankful unto him and bless his name. Bless is the Hebrew word barak. means to kneel, to kneel and praise God while I'm kneeling. And when you think about this posture of kneeling, it is a posture that denotes I'm humbling myself. I'm humbling myself to the place where I can now receive what you're going to do. And, and as I'm in a position where I'm humbling myself to receive what you're going to do, I'm still praising you. 
all the while while I'm in court, the faces of praise or the expressions of praise may be changing, but it's all for the same purpose, meaning it could be a different movement, a different action or a different sound. But it's for the same reason I'm praising God for what I believe he's going to do or I'm praising God for what he has done. This is why you're supposed to enter into the gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful and to bless his wonderful name. So in one scripture, we just gave you four variations or four expressions of praise. Now, it doesn't matter how you praise him. God is just expecting you to praise him. When you move from the gates into the courts, God is expecting you to come with praise. Now, this is my thing. When you was at verse two. He says, serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing. Now, simply put, you can get into the presence of God singing. Oh, you, you <laughs> listen, God does not discriminate. That's what I found out about God, because all of us, we don't have a singer's voice. And I'm so glad. See, that's the reason to give God praise. That's, that's the reason to give God praise because God does not discriminate against the singing voice. He understands. He told us, Paul told us in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, there is significance in every voice. God likes the significance that is found in your voice. I'm so glad he does not discriminate against the singing voice. Now, I can hold a note. That doesn't mean I can always hit them, but I can definitely hold them. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? So I'm so glad he does not discriminate. So there were times I just said, I exhort. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. I hit it with my, my operatic tenor voice, you know. And, and I exhort, you know, trying to, <laughs> trying to sound all anointed and everything. You understand what I'm saying? Trying to hit runs and everything. Whoa, you know, throw my head back and just, I, you know, and just you got to get loud with it sometimes. But I want the I want God to feel the passion when I do it. I want God to feel the passion in what I'm saying, and I want God to feel the passion in what it is that I'm doing. And I'm so grateful that God does not discriminate against the singing voice. That's why for those of us who are nothing more than shower singers, keep it there. You, you want to keep it right there. That's your place. Your place is not on the praise. No, no, it's not. Your place is not on the praise. No, I don't care how much you pray for. Ask God to anoint you. No, he anointed you in the shower. Stay right in your place. We see some of y'all, we got you in the wrong place. You're in the wrong place. That is not your place. Now, you're supposed to encourage those who got the singing voice. But your place is in the shower. And thank God he does not discriminate. I know somebody, and I can relate, so I understand you. A lot of my singing is done around the house. <laughs> I had my little moment where I was on praise and worship, not because I could sing. There was a void that needed to be filled. And because I could carry a note, I did it. I served with gladness. But I was so happy when I got down. So happy when I got down. And Jesus, wonderful name, you got to understand. So, so, so understand this, this praising and even with singing, singing could get you into the presence of God. So if singing gets you into the presence of God, God has allowed you to come into the presence, meaning him allowing you to come into his presence. That's him doing something for you. So by the time you get to verse number four, you have reason to praise God because he allowed you to come through his into his presence. I'm trying not to be offensive. He allowed you to come into his presence. Some of y'all don't sing like other Nadia. Lord have mercy. Some some of y'all don't. Now let me tell y'all who y'all don't know. Uh, secret, secret. But I'm about to expose the secret. Pastor Terrence has a beautiful singing voice. PT. Pastor Terrence has a beautiful singing voice. We can't all sing like Pastor Terrence. You know, go from being boys to men. You know what I mean? Some of us are still boys with your singing voice. <laughs> oh, that mercy holler like a hit dog. You better stop. But God does not discriminate. But he's, listen, 
He's letting you come into his presence with singing. Sounding like that. Mm, that's how you know he's a good God. Because some of us be like, uh-uh. We hear you singing while the, the music is uh-uh. Let them sing. Let the person who's supposed to sing sing. You stop. That'd be me, boy. My wife be trying to, uh-uh. No, don't do that. You let, let Naomi sing. Mm-mm. She be like, well, you let Chandler sing. <laughs> That's all right. I will let him sing, boo. I will let him sing. That is not by anointment right there. So, it's, listen. Verse number five. We can not y'all wait. Listen. It says, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Right? Now, we, we hit you with this earlier. The Lord is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Right? So for the Lord is good, his mercy endureth forever. Right? His mercy is everlasting. There is no end to his mercy. And I'm so grateful about that because I'm like, David, I messed it up so much. God, I need your mercy, right? And then it says, and his truth endureth to all generations. Generations denoting time, cycles of time. So just what God is saying, just like my mercy is everlasting, there is no end to my mercy. There is no end to my truth. And what I found out, see, there were some people in the body of Christ, they want truth to come to an end. No, don't tell me the truth today. Ooh, what you trying to say is, God, let your truth come to an end today. But you trying to make God a lie. And the Bible says, let God be true and let every man be a liar. No, there is no end to his truth. So guess what? We're going to tell you the truth today. We're going to tell you the truth tomorrow. We're going to tell you the truth about your lazy five o'clock prayer. We're going to tell you the truth about your lazy study habits. We're going to tell you the truth about your, your undisciplined self. We're going to tell you the truth about you not being holy, not being righteous. We're going to tell you the truth about you being rebellious. But then we're going to also tell you the truth about, listen, you did that thing. Listen, you gave God the praise. Listen, you bona fide worship before the Lord. We're going to say, yeah, you did. Oh, listen, your obedience have become known unto all of us oh we ain't gonna just give you one side of it but for most of y'all you trying to outlive and you have not recognized you're still trying to outlive your old nature because that's how some folks they'll tell me sometimes I just I feel worse when I come out of his presence than I did well listen part of it is you're trying to outlive your old nature and then the second part is understand who you're dealing with. Go to where I'm called from. Before I build, I got to tear down. Before I plant, I got to uproot. So, yeah, there was a good possibility you might feel worse coming out of my presence than you did coming into my presence. But that's okay. If you're saying, God, I want to be right. Because, see, they don't say that in church no more. God, I just want to be right. That's, that's a cry that should stay in the church. I just want to be right, God. Send the word of correction. I just want to be right, God. Send the rebuke. But I just want to be right, God. Because after I'm rebuked, it's going to yield forth the peaceable fruits of righteousness. But I just want to be right, God. Listen, there was no end to his mercy. And there was sure enough no end to his truth. God is going to be true. And every man is going to be a liar. So I encourage you, listen, we're talking about praise break. If that means you got to have a DEAP moment, drop everything and praise God. Dance around the house, sing around the house, wave your hands, leap up and down for joy. Then do that. But understand what your praise break is doing. Your praise is breaking things off of you, breaking things in your life, breaking things up in your atmosphere, breaking things open so that you can get into the presence of God. Because the scripture declares in the book of Psalms that he inhabits the praises of Israel. Right? He's, now, whether you knew it or not, I am an Israelite. I'm not a black Hebrew Israelite, but I am an Israelite because I've been engrafted in. So I, 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 I admire that scripture in the book of Psalms 22. He inhabits the praises of his people, Israel. Meaning my praise, when I bless God, when I give God praise, my praise acts as a throne for God to now come and sit upon in my presence. 
as the king of kings. So notice when you praise God, it's breaking up things so that you can give way or so that your atmosphere can give way for the king to come and abide now. So I encourage you, bless his name. Lift up your hands, extend your hands, sing, kneel before him, give him a word of praise, uh, confess how you admire him, sing how you adore him. Let God know, because when we say praise, in the simplest definition, celebrate God, praise him, honor him publicly, be a fanatic about him. Not just about your sports team, not just about keeping up with the Kardashians. But be a fanatic for him. Because some folk, I've seen folk, I've seen folk cheer about a coach purse. Oh, let me back up. Let me, let, let, let me back up. One of, one, of my, one of my sisters, one of my dear sisters, boy, she loved coach. Coach everything. Coach, 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 hair, pair, hair, hair ties, coach earrings, coach eyeglasses, coach shoes, coach rings, coach fingertip tips and all kind of stuff. All I'm saying is be a fanatic for him. Be a fanatic. You have it. Do it. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. And please make sure to visit us at churchatphila.com for more podcasts and ways to connect with us on social. To like, subscribe, follow, and share content as it comes along. Special thanks to those who give in so many ways to this ministry. We could not do any of this without you. And if you want to give or be a part, visit churchaphila.com forward slash give for more information. Thanks so much for listening. God bless.